Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Welcome, 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 my friends. It is officially summer. We are here. Yesterday was solstice. Hi. Wow. Pretty cool, right? We made it. <laughs> I always like think about that when we are sitting out there in solstice, and I'm like, how did we do it? <laughs> How are we here again? What happened? But um, nonetheless, we are. And it was a super hot day yesterday. It was probably one of the hottest days we've had this year. And I don't think it's the end of that. So it's going to be a lot of hot days, I think, this summer. It's already kind of playing into that. So I am rather excited. My friends keep telling me my garden looks like it's August, but I don't know what that means for my August garden, <laughs> but we shall see. Nevertheless, it's the first day of summer, which is hard to believe, I think, because it's been so warm, oddly, but also cold this spring. And many times I am always thinking like, it's May, but it's not actually summer. And then we get to June and I'm like, it's still not actually summer, which is sort of a relief because I feel like when we hit June, it's like we only have three months of real summer, but that's not true. So I always, I mean, we, it is, but it isn't. And we have rather warm falls here. So, or we have the last three to four years. So usually we have until mid-October before it really becomes cool. You know, so we'll see if that happens this year. You never know. Um, that's part of living with the Great Lakes and um, climate change. So we'll just see. But since it is the first day of summer, technically the first full day of summer today, I wanted to go through and tell you some of the things I'm actually planting in my garden. 
It's been really fun in our online community because a lot of people have been sharing their gardens. They're fully planted typically at this point, or they've at least put in their summer things. I think a lot of people qualify that summer planting is kind of the fully planted idea. Well, that said, there's (laughs) so many things that we can be planting right now. We are not done yet. And in our online community, it's been really fun to hear from many of our uh, members like about what they're planting right now, what their challenges have been, and how, what they're succeeding at, all sorts of things in these questions like, can I still plant this? And it's really fun to kind of see into their gardens and their mentality about what they're seeding. So I thought, you know, I'm going to share today what I am still planting. What is in my wheel house or my box of seeds that still is intended to be seeded. And sometimes we think that when we start our garden, that that's it. Like that's all we can do. But I've been really emphasizing this in the online community that we can always be seeding because there's still more (laughs) that can fit in or it's preparing to take over for another crop. And this is called succession planting. And so there's a lot we can do. So if this podcast today is really exciting to you, you can always at any point join our online community to join in these conversations. This is usually a lot of these episodes this summer are going to be extensions of what we're talking about there. So there's lots of amazing events. We actually changed our events this summer to be pre-recorded videos. So you guys could kind of just grab those snippets from me. I have a teaching Tuesday and then a cooking class that I basically do, but they're short. All the videos are intended to be teaching lessons under 15 minutes and that the cooking is usually about 30 minutes. So I do cooking twice a month. I do teaching four times a month. So if you want to join, it begins at $13 a month and you get access to to checking out all the past content plus all the upcoming content. So there is lots to learn in that space and it's all included in your membership. So like I said, you can join at any point. Just head to freshexchange.com backslash join. Okay, so we're going to jump in and talk about what I'm actually planting And these are things that I've either planted this week, things I'm planning to plant this week, or I will be planting in the next two to three weeks. So like I said, I don't stop really planting. Pretty much every, at least once a week, I'm planting something new all summer long. And that just always surprises people. But I also have a very large garden space. There's always more space. There's always something rotating out. There's always something coming in. So I, it's part of what I'm doing and it's part of my process. And it's also kind of nice because I, if I miss it, it's usually these windows are kind of broad, but I'm going to talk about some things that we can be what we call succession planting, like meaning we can plant them every two to three weeks throughout the whole growing season. And once it is consistently above frost, and before the last frost. Either we can do this because they have a short maturity or that these things are just, they kind of need to be succession planted. (laughs) And I'll get into that. But the goal is, is that we're learning how plants rotate through, you know, their process. And I think many times, like we don't think about this because we think, okay, I planted my garden 
Now I'm good. And you can do it that way. There's nothing wrong with that. But for some of us that are kind of moving into that from beginner to advanced and even beginners, there's no reason you can't do this because many of these things are so easy to grow that you kind and they go so fast that you kind of want to succession plant them and they're almost foolproof. So I'll get into those specifically, but how I, I want to first say like, this is, is one of the things that I do to organize my ideas. I've shared it on Instagram before and I shared it in our online community, but I have like this clear box. I think I got it at Target or something. And I put tape with a Sharpie or put a, like a little tape label on it. And I'll say like June, July, August on there. And I rotate those seed packets throughout. There is so much you can grow from seed. Not everything has to come from starts. So you definitely don't have to like be seed starting all year long. I truly, if I'm honest with myself, I don't enjoy seed starting. I really low key, went low key on it this year. And I have to say my life was better for it. <laughs> so I think we just have to accept sometimes that that's like, we're either that way or we're not. And it may mean like if you do a lot of direct sowing that you're a few weeks behind or you jump in a little sooner than maybe the plants would be started. Um, I have an episode I'm going to talk about timing, but on here, and I'm going to be sharing it in my online community as well, but there basically is a way to kind of understand when that timing is naturally. So, and we can make notes of it. It's pretty cool, but it takes having a garden that's been around for a while to kind of start seeing these patterns and gardening, like we've talked about is not something that we just you know, the first the first go around is going to be amazing. It's going to be your third, fourth, fifth garden that's really going to shine. And so it's about putting in the effort now, sowing the seeds now in yourself and your garden so that you can have something really worth marveling at for yourself in terms of growth down the road. So if this is your first year, it's your first year and that's amazing. You've taken the first step. So don't, if you're like overwhelmed at all, step back, ask, tell yourself it's okay to just do what I'm doing right now. If you feel good about it, that's all you have to do. So maybe next year, make note of some of the things you want to add in. So anyways, there's my little thing. Now I will go through this list. And now that you understand how I organize everything, we're going to start going into the list. So first one on the list is bush beans. So these are not runner beans, pole beans, these ones are not the climber beans or the beans that we are going to harvest and dry. Those ones we really should have planted at the beginning of June um, because the maturity for a bean that we're going to dry on the vine, like those, those plants stay in all summer. So mine are about, I think I seeded them the first or second week of June. I, I would have to look back, but it's, they're already like six inches tall. So they, that's really where they should be. They should be, um, just behind corn in terms of height. So, and corn really goes in like the last week of May. So, uh, bush beans though, are the ones that are going to be shorter. They usually only get about a foot tall and they're going to stand on their own. They're going to be more bushy looking, um, thus the name. And these are going to be like your classic green beans, your yellow wax beans, dragon tongues, flambos, things like that. That's what we're going to be planting. And we can succession plant these throughout the entire season. 
What I mean by that is every two weeks, you can put it, be putting in another 10 to 12 seeds in a new place. Um, beans are really great companion plants for our tomatoes, for things like that. I'm actually thinking of <clears throat> growing some of my beans this year amongst my tomatoes. They did really well last year together. And I think I'm going to do it again. So I'm about to seed another round of bush beans and I am looking to my tomato patch as the next spot. Obviously, if you're going to be growing them together, you have to prune your tomatoes really heavily, uh, which I do. So you there is plenty of room there for the sun to come in and everything like that. So I highly suggest always be thinking about new varieties of beans that you can be adding. Go buy new seeds from your favorite seed provider and just keep going and going and going. <laughs> Don't end <laughs> because beans are great. They freeze well. They are highly nutritious. Um, there's lots of amazing benefits to having beans around. Okay. The next one is zinnias. Now this is not a succession plant. Um, this is one that you want to get in before the end of the month, before we get to July, they grow pretty quickly and, um, and you can densely plant them for like smaller plants. You can, um, grow them further apart for, you know, larger sizes, things like that. But I love doing a nice little zinnia patch and zinnias do amazing as a filler in spots where you're like, gosh, this just looks really bare in here. Perfect. Or if you're like, I don't want any more vegetables. I don't want any more herbs. Just grow some zinnias. They usually start pretty quickly. Um, within a few days, you should get starts going uh, this time of year. So it shouldn't be a problem. So go ahead and start them. Just make sure they're well watered. And yeah, they're good. Another one is Cosmos. Um, Cosmos get really big. They, they're they very quick to germinate. They're very quick to grow. Um, and they do really well late into the fall. So as long as you take good care of them, you let them, they give them plenty of space. They do really well. So Cosmos are a really wonderful option. Marigolds are another flower. You can still plant them. Sometimes you can get them as start still at local nurseries. They're putting them like half off, things like that. This is a great time to add those in if you still don't have them. You can also direct sow them uh, and they're going to be just fine. I just had a bunch naturally come up. They just like reseeded themselves or something. No idea because I did not plant them and they are doing great. So I think right now before the end of the month, you still have plenty of time to still get some re like some seeded marigolds in. The next thing is, is we want to be moving to heat loving greens. So depending on where you live, you're really going to want to be growing greens that handle the heat. So we're not, we're going to steer away from spinaches, um, arugula. A lot of people put arugula into greens. It's technically an herb, but we don't want to be growing any of these bok choy, tat soy, um, any of those Asian style greens, they're cold loving greens typically, and they're just not going to do well in the heat. They are going to be bolting very quickly. Uh, Napa cabbage, a lot of cabbage varieties aren't going to do really well. Uh, these are just cold plants and they want that cold air and colder soil even to germinate. So they're going to really struggle and they're not going to taste good. Now, <clears throat> what we can be growing are there's like, uh, I think I'm pretty sure romaine does okay. Um, I usually just get mixes. My favorite mix mixes, there's a heat loving mix from fruition that does really well. And, uh, the Rocky top one from, um, 
Baker Creek. Those two mixes to me have done exceptionally well. Hudson Valley also has a really great seed mix or lettuce mix that does really well. I find that lettuce mixes do incredibly well instead of just going with one variety. I don't know why that is, but it, it just does really well. So they're less likely to bolt. You can also put them underneath, um, heat like, or shaded areas, but steer away from these. The warm air is going to affect the plant, those cold plants. I, I saw somebody post about planting their spinach underneath your tomatoes. No, spinach doesn't grow ever with tomatoes. It's going to bolt within three to four weeks, no matter what the shade level is. It's the heat level. Unless you're consistently staying at 75 or below and is shaded, it's it's not going to do well. It's also not going to taste good. So there's, there's so many varieties of lettuce. And the beautiful thing about the seasons is that we have the option to grow a robust amount of types of of greens. So our it's really good for our gut bacteria to have that experience with all these different types of greens. So I say grow a lot of different types of greens and utilize the fact that it's too hot to grow spinach. Switch it up. Try something else. Um, it's really good for you. So next thing would be squashes. So right now, um, so in the summer we can be basically putting them, putting summer squash into the ground as a seed, not as a start every two weeks. If you want to, you do not have to, but you can be doing that. And why I suggest doing this, or at least every few weeks, uh, maybe every month doing a seed throughout the warmer season is that many times you're going to run into diseases, downy mildew, uh, squash vine borers, uh, <laughs> squash bugs, all these things are going to keep coming back. So they're relentless. And for us, especially in Northern climates, these are very normal problems to have, but the best way to avoid them organically is just to continue seeding new plants. Sounds crazy, but it's true. There's also great companion plants such as nasturtium, which you can also be seeding right now. So if you're seeding your squash, seed nasturtium too. So just put them in together <laughs> and they'll do really well and they'll kind of avoid some of the problems. Now you also in the next couple of weeks are going to want to be putting in your pumpkins, winter squash varieties such as acorn, delicata, butternut, all of those are going to need to start going in the ground. You could also be doing more onions if you would like to. Um, there's lots of onion varieties that could go back in along that same timeline as well for a fall harvest. So we can also be still adding amongst this whole list, we can be adding perennials at any point. This goes for trees, this goes, which trees do better and bushes do better and woody things do much better in the fall. But if for some reason this is the best time to do it, you can do it right now, especially if it's in a more shaded area, there's no problem. Um, a few other things that I'm also seeding right now, cucumbers. We had a slow go to our cucumbers. And so I'm doing another round of seeding. There's nothing wrong with that. So you can just keep seeding these things if you're having trouble. Maybe the seeds were wrong, but cucumbers have a pretty short maturity. So I think, you know, until about mid July, you can do a couple succession planting. So you're really getting cucumbers until basically the last frost. 
which I find that like my cucumber plants because of downy mildew kind of just fade away after like a month of them producing. So it's nice to have this like succession keep going. The other ones, I already mentioned nasturtium, but calendula, that's another one that you want. You can also be planting. It makes a great companion plant to almost everything in the garden. Pretty much it doesn't have a foe. So you can just plant it wherever and it's beautiful. You can save the flowers. I have a lot of, I have a reel on Instagram that you can see. I'll link to it in my, um, in the show notes, but the, about how you can use it to make uh, body oil and stuff like that, which I use all winter and even now. So I have a recipe for it and it's really simple. So it's so good for your skin. It's very calming um, and healing. So there's a lot of benefits to it. You can also use the petals in salads as well. They're edible. And then lastly, every two weeks, you're going to be planting your carrots. They're going to be a little slower to germinate at the heat of the summer right now, but just keep succession planting. Just have faith in your carrots. I always have the seeds that I always have a lot of are beans, uh, flowers, like particularly zinnias and cosmos. Nasturtium is another one. And then um, let's see, lettuce particular varying lettuce varieties and carrots. They're always like number one. Oh, and radishes, but we're not ready for radishes yet. We got a few more weeks before we can do it again. And unless you have like a really shady, nice spot to plant them, just avoid it right now. Um, it's just not going to be a good, a good time of year to do this. And especially with all the heat we've been getting. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all you can plant. I mean, you can always do like a last round of sunflowers here in this week, but that's pretty much it. it, it you kind of, that, that's where you're at. You're kind of in between. It's like the last tail end of summer, a lot of succession planting and a lot of like thinking about fall. But some of those things, like I said, aren't going in yet. You got another two to three weeks. I really say like early to mid July is when you want to be putting in those winter varieties, pumpkins, first week of July, but just because it takes so long, but all the other varieties, you can wait another two weeks after that. So it just depends on what you want to do. A lot of people want to put their pumpkins in, in, you know, the last frost, but you're going to get squash vine borers and you're not going to get any pumpkins. So wait it out. I promise it'll be okay. I have a ton of like reseeded squashes in the garden right now, and I have no idea what kind of squash it is. And I'm kind of dreading the amount of squash issues we're going to have, but it's growing amongst my corn and it's where I plan to do my three seasons garden. So we'll see what happens. Um, mother nature at work always. So that is everything I'm planting right now. As I said, we're talking about this all the time in our online community and you can join it anytime starting at $13 a month or whatever plan works for you. And there are lots of options, lots of different types of plans. And I hope to see you in there because there is so much great conversation happening in there. I mean, we were just talking about, let's see what we were talking about today was transplanting apple trees and apple tree issues. So, and somebody even shared a bear that came into their garden. So a video of it, there's lots of exciting things. We're always talking about fun challenges and everything. It's a great place to learn and grow amongst a supportive and kind community. So you can find the link in the show notes, but until then, my friends, I'll see you out there. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.